basketball jump. I got a basketball jump. I got a basketball jump. Ooh, baby. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to In the Back of the Class NBA Podcast. This is episode 12, and this is a special episode. This is the first time me. Well, okay, let me start over. I'm your boy A-Love, and I'm here with... Your boy Easy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, my fault, folks. So we, we're kind of all over the place right now because this is our first time streaming um, live while recording the episode. So uh, this is pretty cool. What do you think, Easy? You think this is pretty cool, man, or what? Yeah, man, this is dope, man. Yeah. Dope. All right. So uh, if y'all are hopefully following us on our page on Facebook at uh, In the Back of the Class, NBA Podcast, uh, if so, you know, comment. Uh, we'll try to interact with you guys as we're uh, doing this. Um, but we got a great show planned. Uh, easy. How, how was your week, man? Oh, my week was cool, man. You know, uh, I pour drinks for a living, and I take people lives in 2K. You know, uh-huh. that's the usual. You know, how was your Ooh. week? Oh man, it's pretty pretty good, man. Pretty good week. You know, the the snowstorm survived the snowpocalypse. Same oh, little snowpocalypse. Same little snowpocalypse, man. <laughs> it's crazy. It was crazy. But, uh, yeah, so um, I don't know, man. This is an awesome deal right here. Um, we got a great show planned. Uh, we can go ahead and get started. But before we do, Easy, uh, do you have uh, anything you want else you want to talk about that 2K game, though, man? Because I meant to ask you, what's the record looking like, man? You, are you okay to broadcast it right now, or you want to kind of keep record. that? Yeah, uh, how's it looking? We're having a couple, uh, a, l- a little team kerf- kerfuffle, you know. Uh, <laughs> we uh, haven't been doing so good lately, you know. Yeah, you know, we try to get things right, but we're gonna we're gonna turn it around. We always yeah, do. man. Well, the two K yeah. season is always a year round thing, you know, and um, at least till twenty twenty comes out. So let's go ahead and get in the show, Easy. You ready, man? Yeah, man. Let's go. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. So, uh, folks, um, let me say, uh, this past Thursday, um, the Oak City Thunder played the um, San Antonio Spurs. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge and Russell Westbrook both set amazing career high numbers. Aldridge with 56 points and Russ with 24 assists. Easy. My question to you is which one do you think was the more impressive career high? To me, I mean, they're both they're both pretty impressive. You know, I'm surprised Lamarcus haven't gone for that much already. Um, so to say that, I'm going to say I'm more surprised with Russ getting 24 assists. Not that the not that he doesn't get a high number of assists already. It's just it seems like this year he's really focusing on passing the ball instead of jacking up crazy shots. And the fact right. that he only had like three turnovers that game, I believe. Wow. So that that's that's impressive to me. I was more impressed by that because you know he's usually what about five six turnovers a game, yeah, jacking up a he, bunch of crazy shots. He does you know, have the ball a lot though, but he, I see. Yeah, he saying. does. It, so it is uh, pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. Yeah. 
which is interesting because to me, um, LaMarcus Aldridge having 56 points was more impressive. And the really? uh, biggest reason why is because, you know, he's a center. He got those numbers without shooting a three, you know, which I respect. Um, mm. And he did it pretty efficiently, you know, shot 60% from the field, and he hit all 16 of his free throw attempts. So that's a that's a really good way to get, get to 56 points. Um, but you know what else, man, was pretty impressive that a lot of, not a lot of people were talking about was that uh, he passed Magic Johnson. Uh, for 78th on the NBA's career points list. Um, really? So, yeah, he's moving up on that. And, uh, you know, so to me, yeah, LaMarcus Aldridge definitely was a more impressive uh, career high. But, uh, you know, I, I, talking about the turnovers with Westbrook, I, I didn't I didn't see that. That, that. that is also pretty impressive. Yeah, Let's he had go. a very low number of turnovers. Uh I think I'm more impressed with Russell's season this year, you know, because it's like him and Paul George. I didn't think that was going to work. You yeah. know? So it's more so me being impressed by Russell's season overall. You know what I'm saying? That he's letting Paul George. It seems like Paul George is taking. But uh, it's more of a duo than Russ and his sidekick. So yeah, that's what I'm more impressed by you know, and then 24 assists, just three turnovers. Uh, uh, it's, that's impressive to me. You know, in regards to Russ, man, it is that, you know, it's, it's like a duo. And, but what I have noticed, man, is they're going to Paul George a lot in uh, late game situations, you know. Like in yeah. that game, for instance, that double overtime game, uh, they went to Paul George. So it's like um, perhaps we're seeing uh, Russell kind of transition his whole mindset to being um, sort of a number two guy um, without even admitting it himself. Uh, should have did that three years ago. Yeah. Should have did that years ago. Situation now where we have death row records, you know, running the league. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, you yeah. know, uh, what I was going to say too, you know, previous episode we talked about um, all the, you know, all the players scoring 50 points this season, you know, and there's no mm -hmm. defense getting played. You know, uh, LaMarcus is the ninth player to break that 50-point threshold this year. That's um, crazy. Yeah. We need to hit up our research department to find out um, what is the record for most players in the season. And uh, even better, uh, what's the record for most 50-point um, players to hit 50-point threshold and before All-Star break? Um, so those be two great points. Was it Kobe that year, or was that after the All-Star break? Well, well, I'm saying, like, how many players, you know, the record for the most players. So, like, right. we have nine players total to um, score 50 points or more. So, okay. what's yeah, the record yeah, yeah. for a season? Yeah. But, right. uh, you know, so we uh, – two things, you guys. You can uh, check out old episodes on Anchor or anywhere else you find podcasts. Uh, listen to podcasts. podcasts. iTunes. Yeah. Check us All out. Check us check out. out. Yep, we out here in up. these podcast streets. We're taking yes, over. And point number two is uh, we need some cash to get a research department. We don't have a research department. So uh, right. moving on, easy. What's up, man? What's the next topic, baby? Recently, the Minnesota uh, Timberwolves just fired Tom Tibbs, Thibodeau. Uh, A-Love, do you think that that firing was premature? Do you think it was justified? Hmm. 
So looking at the fired, T-Wolf season. So they fired him right after they blew out the Lakers. Like right after from what I read, it was like in the locker room. Like they blew out the Lakers and they walk in and say, Tibbs, you're fired. Um so you know, Tibbs, um, was it was it too early? I, I guess it all depends on what management and the front office and um ownership, what they expect out of this team this year. You know, if it's uh, trying to win and make the playoffs this year, I mean, the team is not that far. They're only about eight and a half out of first in the West, and uh, they're sitting currently 11, 21-22 on the year, still young season. If they were trying to win this year, they would not have fired Tibbs yet. Um, yeah. But if they're more focused on the future, which it seems they are um, by hiring um, Flip Son, uh, Ryan Saunders, um, a first time. Oh, he got uh, promoted. He he got he got promoted, uh, so he's yeah. the interim. But I mean, this is his first time, I guess, uh, being like a, a interim head coach, right? So, yeah. um, I guess they're more concerned about the future, and they're already looking at other, you know, um, looking at other uh, coaching candidates and stuff. Uh, yeah. I, so if you're about if you if they were about winning this year, it was too early. If they're really focused about moving on, then yeah, I, I guess uh, any time was the right time. But what, what do you think, Easy? I know he's a, he a former Chicago Bulls coach, and you over there in Chicago, man. So uh, yeah, I think it was premature, and I think it was kind of silly. Minnesota Timberwolves, are you dumb? <laughs> Like, give like they didn't even give the man a chance. Like, when you look at what they were doing this year, like you said, they're in the 11th in the West, you know, which is still, you know, you're in playoff contention. You know, one through 14, oh, yeah. they're still in playoff contention. Oh, yeah. You know, they started off rough with my boy Jimmy Buckets. Uh, they started hey. off one. Yeah. Hey, by the way, Jimmy over there causing problems over in uh, Philly, too, man. Jimmy Buckets, I love you. But it's starting to seem like you the problem, bro. You're the problem, child. But they started off 4-9. They started off 4-9 with my boy Jimmy Buckets. They traded him, and since then, they're 15-12. and 12. Hmm. So it seems like they were going up. And I read a comment by, um, by Kat saying that he was shocked by it, and he thought that the, um, the team was kind of coming together and kind of going in stride, they're kind of clicking or whatever. So I think it was silly. You know, um, his first season there, they was 31-51. His second season there, 47-35 and 35 last year. And then, you know, they started off rough and then 15-12 and 12 after, you know, the trade. They ain't made the playoffs in 14, what, in what, 14 years. Wow. You know, so he, gets, he comes there, gets y'all to the playoffs. Now y'all going to fire him. And it's reported that they're going to hire Fred Hoiberg. Fred Hoiberg in another job. Good for that, man. Man, uh, let me tell you, man, those those numbers just prove that um, it wasn't really a um, – the decision wasn't made based on a team win-now mentality and more so a, a ownership uh, type deal because um, – like you said, they've been improving record-wise, getting better, making the playoffs, and they fire him. But you do hear that Tibbs, just like in Chicago, he did have, uh, you know, a bit of um, some personal issues with uh, management and uh, ownership. So, 
I I don't know, man. I think that's uh probably had a lot to do with it. I think where they I think where Tibbs go wrong is where he went wrong is trying to run operations and coaching. Yeah. You see what it you see what it's done for Doc Rivers. Yeah. You know, once he got once he's just focused on coaching, you know, uh the clip you know, the Clippers yeah. are, they're doing better. So yeah, I think that's man. where he went wrong. So Right, right. And, you know, not just uh, Doc. I mean, Doc's the only one that really got to stay with his team because you think about um, Stan Van Gundy with the Pistons and uh, Mike Budenholzer with the Hawks. Man, both of them guys, they tried to do the coaching and uh, president of basketball operations thing, and it failed miserably. Um, you yeah. need to focus on coaching. Yeah, definitely right. Definitely right. But we'll Outside see. Hey, Pop. Pop of oh. San Antonio. He's the see? exception. So let me ask this, and I didn't really, you know, I didn't really find this out. Is Pop the, is he the president of basketball operations there? I know, uh, I know he works real closely. Him and uh, the GM have a real good relationship, but uh, I never, I didn't know he was the ba- the president of basketball operations, which he very well could be. Uh, we'll, we'll get our research department on it. Yeah, once once we get enough money to get a research department. <laughs> one day one day. day it's coming it's coming oh man oh. hopefully hopefully man yeah. we... I think Minnesota probably should have just took that research I mean not where am I going with that I think Minnesota should have just took the um operations part away from him and just let him coach and I believe yeah. the Wolves would well, you know well, yeah. would probably made the playoffs well, bottom line, no. if, if if he doesn't get better relationship with uh, front offices and ownership, man, he ain't going to get a job. I'm a boy, Freddie Hoiberg, up there getting jobs, man. He is. But like, you know what? That just shows, like, is it Tibbs' personality? Because Fred Hoiberg, from what – it seems like they're two different people. Right? Yeah, definitely. Fred Hoiberg is the nice guy. He's calm. He's just uh, – but then you got Tibbs on the other side. He's intense from what they say. He's – um, hard nose, old school, yeah, yeah, hard yeah. Nose, old nose, you know. We will find out, man. We will find out. Um, so easy. This past Saturday, Blake Griffin played his old team, the Clippers, for the first time at Staples as a Piston. Uh, mm-hmm. he led the Pistons to a 109-104 win, scoring 44 points, pulling eight boards, along with five assists, three steals. That thief. But that wasn't what grabbed everyone's attention. What grabbed everyone's attention was during pregame when Clippers owner Steve Ballmer made his way to the sideline to shake Blake's hand. Blake ran right past Ballmer and continued through the tunnel towards the locker room. Now, Blake says it wasn't planned. He didn't mean to snub him, and he's done that thing his whole career. But considering how things ended with the Clips and Griffin, my question to you, Easy, do you think Blake's telling the truth or was Blake being petty? He's being petty. He's lying. And he lied. Funk Flex voice. He lied. <laughs> you can see it in video. He starts off the run. He takes a look. It seems like he takes like a little look from his peripherals. See the man comes up and then takes off. You know, mm. maybe he does. He probably does do that run all the time. <laughs> but he saw that man. He's and Blake tall. was being petty. And you don't miss a billionaire, they, man. Yeah, no, you don't miss a billionaire. Oh. <laughs> uh, what was I gonna say? And just seeing how the Clippers did him, you know. Yeah. I'm not mad at him for it. I'm not mad at him for it, but mm-hmm. he saw that man. It was on purpose. He saw him. Oh yeah. I you know, Blake 
yeah, you know, Blake putting the numbers, those numbers up on his old team, that 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 could be seen as petty. Um, but we already knew Blake was petty. Uh, you remember the deal with him punching <laughs> the uh, equipment guy back in the day? Yeah, yeah. we knew. So, yeah, Blake was definitely uh, being petty. But you know what, Easy? Uh, even with that, Blake being petty like that, I still do not put him over who I think is the most pettiest athlete of all time. And that is, is this? Mr. Paul Pierce. Not the truth. Not the, the truth. truth. The truth. Don't disrespect the truth. The truth. It's the truth because he is petty, man. And you remember, um, and all this comes from when uh, Isaiah Thomas, they wanted to play that tribute video the same night they was going to retire uh, Paul Pierce's jersey. And he was like, no. He just, like, shut it down. So he ended up moving it. I thought that was super petty, man. That is so – it's so much that I call anything that's petty, like in life now, I call it Paul Pierce petty. You what? know what I mean? Just Paul Pierce petty. You know, uh, you, you you don't want to slow down, let me over on the highway. That's Paul Pierce Petty. You know what I mean? Ah, <laughs> oh, that's disrespectful. Yeah, you know. Just, wait, hold on. I'm not mad at him for that. This is my night, my retirement jersey. You going Why would Why would Paul Pierce want to share his jersey sharing night with Isaiah Cause, Thomas? Because Paul, because nobody gives a damn. Paul Pierce won how many championships with the Celtics? He won one ring, but I mean, one ring. He stayed. One ring. He was there for most of his career. He brought a lot of, he brought a lot of goodness to the, to that franchise. I mean, that franchise would be irrelevant, irrelevant without him. Here, here goes, here goes a good question. Uh, we put down for next episode. Um, if Paul Pierce never won a championship, who would be? Historically, a greater player, Paul Pierce or Carmelo Anthony? Oh, oh, deep. Put that one on the. Put that one down for next episode. Easy. Oh, hey, yeah, what's up with that? You? Yeah, keep uh, uh, you know soak on that one. But uh, check this out. You know your Clippers, man. Your Clippers, who was like number one not too long ago in the West, mm. they fall in the fifth place now, five and five in the last ten, brother. Um, That's- do you? But what do you think, man? Were you calling them fools gold, or was you uh, was you was you like uh, on that bandwagon? I think they, um, I think that's what comes with playing in the Hunger Games. That is the Western Conference. You know, it's a fight every game when you're facing a Western Conference opponent. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about we were talking about the Minnesota Timberwolves, how they're what 21 and 22, like right. and they're in the 11th place. Like, right. think about this. They win one more game tonight. Your 11th seed can be a, a 500 team. And so look, look at what Houston did. They were down. You know, so, I mean, it's the Hunger Games, the Western Conference. So so what what, what about the Clippers, though? I mean, do you, do you see the Clippers even – do you see them as being a real team to finish, like, top five? Or where, where do you see them? Where do you see them finishing in the West? Like, really? I see them making a – I can see them making the playoffs. It's so always like a, barely getting in or – 26 through 8. Let me okay. be realistic. Between 6 through 8. All yeah. right. Well, what about the Bucks? You know, I'm going to go back to the Bucks since I'm the only one believing in the Bucks. Yeah, you are the only one. The Bucks. Hey, man. You get, ain't no room on this bandwagon when we uh, get to the Eastern <laughs> Conference Finals. Either, I think they're going to be a top. They're going to be a top four seed. Okay. All right. They're gonna be a, whoa, whoa, hold on, because the Pacers are rolling. So. No, nah, man. Uh, the Pacers. We had a. We they had a be, nice yeah, conversation. They're going to be a top four seed. Yeah, they're going to be a top four seed. Oh, 
right. Well, we we will definitely. definitely. So wait, wait, hold on. Let me ask you this because you brought up Paul Pierce Petty. What other outside? Okay, let me. What other examples do you have of Paul Pierce being petty outside of that one and the wheelchair? Because we know wheelchair. Oh. Bro, Paul Pierce is a known – well, first of all, anytime he used to talk about LeBron James, like when he first got on uh, the air commentating, he used to come off like a LeBron James hater. I ain't going to lie. Um, the whole He made the whole team, Patty, all them cats, Garnett, Rondo, all of them. They was petty. Well, those were petty people. No, they were petty. They were petty people before. Paul Pierce influenced that, man. How they treat Kevin Garnett? <laughs> Oh yeah, Kevin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. I, I, I Kevin Garnett Petty too. He is. <laughs> That's true. They are petty. <laughs> Paul Pierce is by far the pettiest of the petty. They they were a petty team. They were a petty team. You know. Uh, Paul Pierce. I'm telling you, man. Let me tell you about Petty too. Uh, speaking of Isaiah Thomas, that night he uh, they retired his jersey. Mm-hmm. Remember what Rondo said? Rondo was even Rondo. Rondo didn't even play for him no more. Rondo was mad. Rondo said. What what for? Why? Why are we are we hanging banners now if you just win the Eastern Conference Championship? What? Or get to the Eastern <laughs> Conference Championship? So they all petty. I like it. I'ma share my night with this guy who had one good season here. I mean what? Was, it should be it should be it should be somebody else's. So let me let me ask you this. A couple weeks ago when LeBron James came out and said he was he thought he was the GOAT now. You thought that was you were you were against that, right? You thought it no, was kind of petty, right? No, 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 no. I'm not even though I disagree. I I think that's a stupid reason for him to think he's the GOAT. But, stupid uh, reason? I think it's a I think it's a reasonable reason. But go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Reasonable reason. Uh, even though I think I'm not mad at him for thinking of himself as a goat. You know what I'm saying? I'm not mad at him for saying. I'm not mad at him for saying it either. If he think you think you're the best, say it. But uh, I don't. I don't agree with it. You know? Okay. All right. So that's where I stood on it. But Paul Pierce, I'm not mad at him. I've done so much for Boston. What? So many years I've been in Boston, and it's my retired. It's my jersey. Finna get retired, and you want me to share it with a guy who had one good season here? Who cares? Who cares? Easy. You know, yeah. I think what it is. I think what it is. You beef with Paul Pierce because he used to give buckets to LeBron. Oh no, man, get out of here! Don't get me started on that, LeBron. Don't get me started out there, LeBron. Uh, if you wasn't for LeBron, that Celtics team would have been in at least three more finals. No lie. If it wasn't for LeBron, Wade, and Bosh. No. And them get They were in their mid-30s when Miami took over, when LeBron took over. They was like 34, 35, but Nobody 36. else was competing in the East, man. That lets you know how weak, how weak the East was. You know the the East has always been weak, even when uh you know Aaronis, Michael Jordan played. No, no, disrespect. The only time Michael Jordan went to a game seven was in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, yeah. Check this out. Check this out. Throw this at you. Jordan made the playoffs one time in the nineties with thirty wins. His first no. championship one. No, no, no. You sure that wasn't in the 80s? That was his first his first two seasons. 
All right, let me go check my stats. We're gonna have another. Yeah, episode. that was in the, and that was in the <laughs> mid eighties. I don't know, bro. We're gonna have to check it up. Nah, man. Michael Jordan won his first championship in 1990. 1990. 1990, 1991. Yeah. 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 I'm going to send so, you this video. I'm going to send you this video off you know, YouTube with somebody talking about how good the East was back in them days. In the okay, 90s. Michael Jordan's 90s. That. They were more competitive than Jordan in the, in the 80s, than the East in the 80s. No way. Let, let, let me. We're gonna have an episode about that. We we got some good episodes coming. Y'all gotta tune in for sure. Uh, easy. We can we can caught up on this topic too. Yeah, much, we getting man. caught up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime you bring up LeBron, oh man, it just messes up the flow of things. Going from LeBron to a player of um unsimilar caliber, caliber. Uh, next person I would like to talk about is. <laughs> Nick Collison, what do you think about the Oklahoma City Thunder retiring Nick Collison's jersey? Hmm. Well, uh, I could hate on it because he played for Kansas, um, but I won't do that. Um, you know, so I guess he played 910 regular season games uh, for him, uh, 91 postseason games. And him and Russell Westbrook are the only two players to spend uh, the first 10 years, all first 10 years with the, uh, with the Thunder uh, franchise when they were in OK, you know, OKC. Um, I, he's a, he's an effort guy. He's a culture guy. I mean, that's stuff that, that, that market, you know, probably goes for and likes. So no, I'm really not surprised. That's cool. But uh, even more so why I'm not surprised is because, uh, I'm not surprised with a franchise that was still a basketball team from a basketball city like Seattle. So anything that they do from after that, I won't be surprised because it's probably stupid. Um, so uh, <laughs> I'm on the bring basketball back to Seattle bus, man. I guess because okay. I've spent a lot of time up there. But anyway, yeah. So no, I wasn't surprised. Well, what, what about you, Easy? Okay, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. We're talking about Nick Collison. <laughs> I almost want to say who cares. Oh, yeah. Uh, hey, it's your show. Hey. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> Nick Collison, he played for – he played what? I don't know how many years. Uh, he, he, had a career, he had a long career, man. Nice he story. had a long career, but yeah, I mean, his career average – 2003, yeah, so when he – he averaged 5.9 points, 5.2 mm. rebounds, mm. Uh, about half a block, half a steal, hey. uh, one assist. I mean, and he gets his jersey retired. I mean, do, are we just giving gold stars to everybody nowadays? Do everybody get their jersey retired? Do everybody get a tribute video? Hey, I, I, mean, I, I, I bet you that Nick Collison won't mind playing a tribute video to Kevin Durant if they happen to do it the night he came back. I'm going to be honest with you. Nick Collison wouldn't have no choice in that. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. true. Like, Nick Collison, who are you to say, no, I don't want my night shared with Kevin Durant? Yeah. I, I think I think even Nick knows he's getting he's pretty lucky. Yeah, he's pretty lucky. Like, this is the era of participation trophies. Uh, uh yeah, this, I don't know. Oh, man. 
Yeah, this is the era of participation trophies and pat on the backs for nothing. This is the softest era of basketball, football, baseball I've ever seen. Uh, Nick Collison gets his jersey retired. When is mine? Hey, yeah, on him because he is a Jayhawk. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not mad at you for that. And, and uh, you know, I mean, some people would prefer their sports to be played by players with like a bunch of concussions, and uh, you know, have them come out with uh, you know, just looking to break a nose <laughs> instead of showing any skill. No, nah, I mean, I understand that you, uh, you know, you you think this is soft air. Um, but yeah, man, I'm happy for Nick Collison. Um, whatever, man. man. Enjoy it, brother. Enjoy it. I think he has a role with the team, too, man. So they, they're taking care of old Nick Collison. That's why. You know uh, that. That's why. Yeah, yeah. Was that in contract negotiations? That like, probably yeah. was. And if he did that, then I have respect for him on that one. All right. He's a business man. Man, you know role. what? I bet mean, Nick Collison could open up a, like a restaurant in the OKC and just be like a restaurant or a bar and it's that and that's probably what it is too because I heard like the Oklahoma City loves him you know like he's a right. big part of the community yeah. and stuff so yeah. that's, okay. good for Nick man good for Nick cool. he probably didn't Nick. negotiate that in his contract he's probably like you know if I give you guys if I pass out towels and water during the game you, know, <laughs> <laughs> you guys hey. have to retire my jersey he learned all of his business dealings from LeBron and Maverick Carter um <laughs> Oh, easy. Oh, man, bro. Here we go. to a special time. <clears throat> All right, ladies and gentlemen. So um, what me and Easy do every every uh, once in a while, what we'll do, we'll have a segment that's called Legend Look Back, where we will look at a um, legend of the game, and we ask the question, does history overrate or underrate the legacy? In this episode, we're looking back at Scottie Pippen. Pippen played for the great Bulls teams in the 90s, winning six championships. He was the great Michael Jordan's sidekick. And in fact, it is always pointed out that Jordan and the Bulls struggled in the playoffs till they got Pippen and Phil. Pippen game had it all. Ran offense like a point guard, rebound score, and was a great defender. And in 17 seasons, he only missed the postseason once. He actually has the second most playoff appearances behind Cream. He was a member of the NBA's 50th anniversary team, a two-time gold medal winner with the Olympic Dream Team in 92 and 96. He was an eight-time member of the NBA All-Defensive Team, a 1994 All-Star MVP, a 2010 Nate Smith Hall of Fame inductee. Easy. I open the conversation up to you. Is Scottie Pippen's legacy over or underrated? Ah, here we go. You ready? Let's I'm go. Gonna let that chopper go. I'm gonna oh. let that chopper go. Uh, I was listening to my man today, Nazir, Nazir Jones. And I was listening to the song. Nazir Jones. Listen to the song Ether. <laughs> no, it's the Ether. The stuff that make your soul burn slow. It's a dang diddy, damn daddy, you damn dumb. But anyway. Um, so many Scottie more Pippen. better songs to listen to out of Nas here. <laughs> Jones, my man Nas, man. But anyway, uh, Scotty Pippen, before, I think before his career was underrated because he was just known, uh, like they played him like he was just the – the, the Robin and he 
if, if it wasn't for Jordan, you know, Jordan made him or whatever, even though I don't believe that. But I think during today, especially with this younger generation, they overrate Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen has become the most overrated player I have, no, I have seen in recent years. Now, <laughs> are you ready? Okay, let me hear this. Because you brought up the fact that uh, Scottie Pippen, uh, that if it wasn't for Scottie Pippen, you know, Jordan didn't get playoff success until Scottie Pippen, you know, uh, and the whole one and nine debate. Jordan went one and nine. Uh, what people fail to realize is, you know, Jordan had two crackheads on the team the first, the first year in the playoffs. Uh, and they won the, the first, the next two highest scores after Jordan were kicked out of the league his second year because of crack issues. And that first year they faced the 59 win Bucks. The next year they faced the, one of the greatest teams of all time, the 67 win Celtics. And then the 59 win Celtics after that on their way to, um, going back to the finals. And a lot of people don't want to, a lot of people don't realize that not only did Pippen came that year, his rookie year, Horace Grant came. Uh, Pippen also didn't start his whole rookie year. He didn't even start until game five of that series where he averaged uh, 10 points. Uh, he averaged what? He, he averaged about 10 points and five boards that series when he started game five. Uh, in that same year they go on to face Detroit, he averaged nine points and two rebounds. Uh, the year after they got to the conference final against Detroit, he averaged nine points and seven rebounds on 40%. He was getting bullied by the Pistons while Jordan was putting up numbers and locking down Isaiah. And then they also another debate they want to bring up is the 93-94 debate where they won 55 games after they won 57 the year before. Now, A-Love, you're a person who brought it to my attention that when teams go for three-peats, you know, they often coast. It's hard to go for a three-peat because, you know, fatigue or whatever. Uh, so, you know, that third year of the three-peat, they won 57 games. The year before that, they won 67 games. So to really uh, say that uh, Pippen, the team was that good because of Pippen, you have to – Compare it to the 67 win instead of the 57. The 67 instead of the 57. You know what I'm saying? And they talk about those were career numbers. The only thing that went up in Pippen's numbers or the point, he only went up in .6 in points and .6 in rebounds. Those were his only numbers to increase that year. Who else, Whose numbers went up that year? B.J. Armstrong and Horace Grant. And they added Bill Winnington, Luke Longley, Tony Kukoc and Steve Kerr. Those were also additions to that team. We're good? Uh, two things that are bothering me, man. One, that you hold it against Scottie Pippen for not starting his first year when you do not hold it against Kobe Bryant for not starting for how many years for the Lakers. And two, how you underestimate the value of having the crackhead on your team um, did you not see Earl Manigo? I don't know if Earl was going to crack, but I remember the movie. He took a hit of tongue and he made some change off the backboard. Those two things. But go ahead, continue, Easy. Okay. And uh, also, also with that season, uh, Scottie Pippen blew it. 
a couple games. He was he he blew it a couple games against the Knicks that series. You know, including uh, sitting out, also sitting out that game winning shot when Phil didn't want to give it to him because he didn't trust him. Uh, he averaged <laughs> five turnovers on three. He averaged three turnovers on four assists. He shot forty percent um, from the field that series against the Knicks. And then on the second three, Pete Pippen was average. He was almost below average during that uh, during that second three, Pete. Uh, the first playoff series, the first finals against Seattle, he averaged 15 on four, 15, eight rebounds, five assists on 40% shooting, 20% for three, 23% from three point. He was outscored by Sean Kemp, Gary Payton, and Deadlift Shrimp. That second, that second, um, three P, he averaged 28 and three assists on 42% shooting against the Jazz. He averaged 15 points on 41% shooting. So the whole postseason for that three-peat, Scottie Pippen averaged 17 points, seven rebounds, 5% on 40% shooting. So anything you want to object right there? Um, so everything, the whole conversation. You okay, are reaching, good. you are overreaching to try to discredit Scottie Pippen. I see you hitting the gym. I'm speaking fat. No, so, so, so Michael Jordan is probably one of the greatest scores in NBA history, right? The greatest. The greatest. <laughs> so if, if Michael Jordan played with anybody, more than likely Michael Jordan's going to score. But here, let me just, let me start this off. <clears throat> I believe Scottie Pippen is underrated. And I think he will always be underrated. Um, interesting that in your, you know, your, uh, your logic that you can go from being underrated so many years to drastically overrated all of a sudden by a newer generation. I had never seen it. I heard people getting their just dues from being underrated, but never just a jump like that from generation to generation. And also I'm going to stay consistent because I'll call you off and not be consistent. So I'm going to stay consistent. Uh, Scotty Pippen did, you did touch on Scotty Pippen did have a Paul Pierce petty moment. Um, when he decided not to go into the game um, because Phil drew up the call, the play for Tony Kuko. So, yeah, okay, we got the, that's out the way. But he will always be underrated because he played next to Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, who many people consider the greatest player of all time. So he, no matter what he did, how everybody remembers him, he will always be underrated because of that. And the fact is, man, he did have a lot of success without Mike. I quote a uh, SB Nation piece uh, written by Tom Ziller and Paul Flannery. Uh, give them some shout outs. Um, but it was entitled, Scottie Pippen was the second best player of the 90s. Um, and they, they say, quote, Pippen wasn't the type to simply handle dirty work on behalf of Jordan. He was a hero unto himself, a master passer, scorer, rebounder, a superior defense, a superior defender to even his airness. Oh, better defender than Mike? Fact. In fact, it's likely Pippen was better than Jordan in every category other than scoring slash shooting. Wow. This is true, man. Let me tell you. When Jordan returned that year in 94-95 season, that the last part of the season or whatever, Pippen actually led the Chicago Bulls in five stat categories. I did okay. not hear you say that, bring that up. 
He led in scoring, rebounding, assists, what? steals, and block shots. Five stat categories. Let me ask you this, though. Was that the season they went 34 and 31 before Mike came back? Or are we talking about that season before where Horace Grant actually led the team to rebound? This was 94 95. This is the year that Mike came back for like the half of the season. And so they were 34 and 31. This was after Horace Grant left. So to me, Horace Grant had a big impact on that team, which I was saying. They went 30, oh. they won 57 the year before. And then no Horace argument. Grant leaves. They go thir- they they wouldn't even want to make the playoffs. No arguments. So no, no arguments. No arguments because that team, you gotta remember, that team was one of the greatest teams of all time. Um, you tell me about Horace Grant and all them guys, man. Those how many Hall of Famers, but people no, act like Michael and Pippen. Michael and Pippen are the only Hall of Famers? Hall of Famers on those Bulls team? Well, I'm telling you the, the well, the whole team got in, right? No well, as a team. The whole team no. wasn't into the Hall of Fame. Horace Grant is in the Hall of Fame? Horace Grant is not in the Hall no, of Fame. No, I'm, talking about the, I'm talking about the team. And Horace Grant will be probably in the Hall of Fame. Never. Horace Grant will be in the Hall of Fame. Horace, Horace Grant in the Hall of Fame? Oh, man. We're Horace Grant him. made one all-star game. I don't hate Horace Grant. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. I don't I don't argue with you about the Bulls being great. The Bulls were great, man. It was a great team. It was every, every year the Bulls were – up there when my when Mike played those first three championships, maybe not the first one to run. You know they had to beat you know the 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 miss the, the, the perception that they're going to choke. But those teams were great teams, man. All time great teams. I'm not arguing about um you know any players having a, a much of an impact as Scottie Pippen. Well, yes, I am. Scottie Pippen had more of an impact. Scottie Pippen. Let's talk about the year Jordan retired. Okay. Come um, on. The year after Jordan, when Jordan, the year, the year when the, Jordan came out and retired. So the year I was just talking about was the year after Jordan retired and he came back, right? Mm-hmm. So he came back and he played those games, those handful of games at the end of the season. But the year before that, the first year when Jordan retired right before camp, Scottie Pippen had them guys with a fifty-five and twenty-seven record and one terrible call out of the Eastern Conference Finals. Well. Why did you mention that? Well, first of all, I'm not saying that Scottie Pippen is not great. I'm saying he's being overrated. And that season in itself, you know, he, he, um, Horace Grant and B.J. Armstrong, Armstrong and Horace Grant were the ones who took a significant jump as far as numbers. Of course. You had to replace Michael Jordan. You got to get it somewhere. Right. I understand that. So my – But, what, but what, that, what that has no, no impact no. on Scottie Pippen. No, Scottie Pippen. No, I'm not saying that I don't have no impact on Scottie Pippen. What I'm saying is Scottie Pippen is being overrated because you see once Horace Grant left, they weren't even going to make the playoffs. Mm. They went 34 and 31. It was Mike that came back and got them into the playoffs. Bro. And so to say, because the argument, a lot of what a lot of people like. Who to did say they is, replace Horace Grant with? Dennis Rodman the year after. The year after, but Mike was back. Well, Mike was back, yes. So you're saying you're taking off an all-star caliber player, or a player was putting up all-star caliber numbers off a team, and the team isn't going to drop off, and that's an indictment on a superstar. And, and if it is, and if it is, you have in fact made an argument for LeBron James, because I tell you this. LeBron James left the Cavaliers team 
the same Cavaliers team he had in the finals, and they dropped to a lottery pick all three times he left or two, whatever. Michael well, Jordan that team drops off. No, they don't drop off, right? They do drop off. When you really look, when you oh, you can say you can like next year, fifty-five and twenty-seven. Then you said the year after that they lost Horace Grant. So the same team, the year before, the same team, like like and with you, Horace bring Grant, up, bring up. I've heard a lot of interviews of where they were saying that third year during the three-peat, they coasted a lot of them games. So if we're going to compare what Michael Jordan brought to that team, compare them to the 67-win team the year before instead of the 57 wins where they coasted between, where they so, coasted that season. So, so I've heard Scottie Pippen say that himself. We coasted that season because we knew we can kick it in gear when the playoffs came. So that's the three P team, right? Okay, gotcha. Yeah. What I am talking about is the year after Jordan left. That's what I'm talking about. That team, that team, the year after Jordan left, the year that Jordan left, the year so the year Jordan, Jordan retired left. right before on the eve of training camp, Jordan retired. Mm -hmm. He pulled Kyrie. And then, all right, well, well, okay, but see the so, thing what you don't bring up is um, the people that I said that they added that year: Bill Winnington, Luke Longley, Tony Kucho, and Steve Kerr got added. That were not a part of that team the year before, the the year the year before that they won. So they got they became a. Um, so who did they lose that year? Who did they lose that year? That's the good question right there. They lost just Michael Jordan. They lost they Michael Jordan and they lost some bench players. And then you add Bill Winnington, Luke Longley, Tony Kukoc, and Steve Kerr. So I got to think because Luke Longley, I do believe, unless you so you know the story back when a uh, Pippen and Jordan were um, going at Luke Longley in the uh, USA basketball. No, it was Kukos. Cool Kukos. Cool yeah, yeah, yeah. Kukos. Okay, Kukos. So we're talking about Longley. Okay. Um, bro, what year was was Longley drafted that year? Was he a rookie? We're talking about adding rookies. Probably not Bill Winnington because I believe Winnington was there. No, they were all the added. They were all added that year. I'm gonna look it up, but no, I I believe they were all at it that year. Those were the people that think, uh, replaced Mike. I think I think I think you are um, overhyping the um, Luke Longley, bro. You're saying Luke Longley? Luke, wait, because Luke Longley was the starter on them on them teams, right? He was the starting center on them teams. So you're okay. saying that? So you're saying that Luke Longley contributed? A lot had more of an impact of that team going fifty five and twenty seven than no, what I'm, Gibson's play. I don't know. What, I'm just asking for real though. <laughs> let me see. Uh, I'm not saying. Yeah, he was a starter. I mean, was he not a, a pivotal part of that three? He wouldn't. I'm not gonna say pivotal, but he so, was a part of that three peat that came along after. So yeah, so I mean, the, when you take you out you, you take out Michael Jordan, then you add in what about Steve Kerr? The the, the highest three point shooters are Steve Kerr, Tony Kukoc. What I what mean, was Steve what Steve Kerr's numbers that year? And what where did he where did Steve Kerr come from? Was Steve Kerr drafted by the Bulls? I don't know offhand. Steve Kerr drafted by the Bulls? Yeah, I don't I don't know. 
Yeah. No, he was drafted by Phoenix. Then he was. Then he went to Cleveland. Then Orlando. Then he was. Then he went to the Bulls in '93. Okay, so all right, so here's the deal, man. We 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 can go all on day all day about yeah. you know, some how this turned to a Jordan and and argument again. It it it's like everybody's legacy somehow nowadays gets somehow bumped up. How does it impact Jordan's legacy? Are bad. Um, before I leave this statement with you, because I'm gonna send you a link as well to look up some stuff. Um, I got to give this interesting fact. Interesting fact, man. Scottie Pippen was actually drafted by the Seattle Superhawks. All right. He was then traded that night to the Bulls. So this, again, is a second instance of the NBA stealing something from the city of Seattle. Uh, Let let, let me ask you this before we go. Uh, Before we go, and this is because – Another. Let me let me throw this in first. It's a false narrative that um, that um, Scottie Pippen did guard the best player because I can point to video footage where that's not true. But oh, we talking about, about clutch moments. That's what we're talking about, man. When we talk about this, that you know, clutch in clutch moment in, in possession ball games in the fourth quarter when it's close ball games. Um, you know, maybe let's say five minutes left. Or even the last possession. Who was guarding the best player? That's that's the deal about Scottie Pippen. I mean, NBA game, nobody guards the same matchup a whole NBA game, especially if it's the best player. You you always play to give them different looks, you know. So that's what I'm talking about. Show me okay. the video well, okay. at the end of the game. Don't pull out a, a second quarter line. Finals. Oh, hold on. The get, finals. Uh, finals when uh, Scottie Pippen got fouled out against Magic Johnson. He was fouled Fou- out. Okay. He fought out, and then him and Matt, him and Mike switch after that. Michael Jordan held Scottie Pippen score. But anyway, anyway, okay, back to what I'm saying. And then let me ask you this: at the end of the day, at the end of the day, let's say in ten years, well, let me ask you this: Do you think Scottie Pippen will be a top top ten small forward of all time? Man, so everything that I've I've read about Scottie Pippen is what they talk about. They they do acknowledge like his career numbers is not that, but if we're going to talk about, you know, go off what people say about how he was a freak athlete, he was the first like utility, they call them utility players, like um, superstars that can, that can rebound, defend, pass, do it all, man. Scottie Pippen was one of the first greatest to do it like that. To, to look like what we see today. Magic, see, here's the thing about Magic, man. Magic to me was a strictly a, a, point guard man I know he played that center in that one finals and stuff like that but Magic was a point guard and Magic I don't think Magic could score like Scotty I think Scotty was probably a better scorer I don't know actually that's a good question good question I'm taking Magic I don't think yeah, I'll be honest I'm in 10 years in 10 years Scotty Pippen is not going to be a top 10 small forward no, man. You wanna you wanna look at small forwards right now? Yeah, let me hear some, man. Change about the lie, cause I'm teetering. Okay. okay, Larry Bird, LeBron James, Dr. J, Rick Barry, John Havlicek, Elgin Baylor, Dominique Wilkins. 
And coming up, these are the guys coming up. Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Paul George. Those are those are what eleven small fours I have right there. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Scottie Pippen is not going to be a top ten small no. forward, and he might not be a top fifteen within the next fifteen years. Well. Wait, wait, let me tell you that. Not even 10 years, five years, I think Scottie Pippen is not going to be a top 10 small forward. I think he's already been surpassed by KD. Um, oh, yeah, I believe so. I mean, yeah. Right, okay. We're still waiting on Kawhi, Whatever. Paul George, and Giannis. So Paul, when, Paul George, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna put up the numbers. Oh, man. Paul George. And this is the thing about the numbers too easy. It kind of touches on what we're talking about. Like everybody's like scoring now and uh, they ain't playing any defense for real like this year or whatever. And a lot of it has to do with the three-point. Like they weren't shooting three-point, shooting three-pointers back in the day like when Scotty and Jordan played, you know. But how, 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 like, go ahead, how, go ahead, go ahead. How long are we going to just like, you know, rely on numbers though? To a point where if we just rely, you know, we're to a point where we just rely on numbers. Eventually, nobody that played like pre three point era will ever be remembered as great, um, except for Jordan. Because you know, well, I mean, they're gonna say Russ. We, we, talk, we uh, talked about Will. Will we said Will was underrated. Will's underrated. Will is underrated, but I mean, at the end of the day, when people bring up. Will is still in everybody's top ten. Russell is still in everybody's top ten. Yeah. You know, so I mean, I think the legends last forever. And Paul, going back to Paul George, Paul George might win a Defensive Player of the Year award this year. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's, he, yeah, he's, he's locking so up. Definitely. He's been, he, he's locking people down. So and he's but, but Paul George hasn't done anything, man. Like, like I mean, playoff P. Playoff P never shows up. Play, playoff P has not showed up since that uh, series uh, against uh, the Heat and LeBron uh, back when the Pacers first jumped on everybody's radar. There ain't no that's true. playoff P. He uh, made yeah, that up. Did he yeah, make that up? He didn't make that up. That name is trash. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I think he's going to be surpassed by Paul George. I mean, he's going he's gonna to be surpassed by Giannis, Kawhi, K. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. So, but, man. Well, you know, man, somebody made the observation that these two observations about Scottie Pippen. Um, and then Scottie Pippen was trash in Houston and Portland. So Wait, not Portland. Man, what are you talking about? They almost beat your boy Kobe in the Lakers in 2000, man. Remember when they got the, cheated? The Portland, the Portland Jailblazers? Oh, yeah. The Portland Jailblazers? Yeah. You know, look you, at man. the talent on that team. I'm telling you, Rasheed Wallace. Rasheed. Hey, man. Hey. What's up? So don't know Scottie Pippen in Portland. Say what? No dog Scotty Pippen in Portland. You started off dogging Scotty Pippen. You say he's trash in Portland. He was trash in Portland. He was being no, carried bro. by the jail blazers. Come on, bro. He kept that team. He kept that team out of jail on the court. People don't know that that team almost went to jail, got locked up in the middle of games. One <laughs> for Scotty Pippen. And speaking of Scotty, you know, me and Scotty actually have a personal connection. Um, oh, that, that's why. That's why you're fighting me on this. What? Uh, now, it, it, you so if I tell the story, you would think I would be going opposite of Scottie Pippen. So um, I want to tell the story. I want to show everybody's story. Actually, we we actually did a, a video 
about it. Um, we're trying to clear some um, soundtrack rights right now, but uh, we're gonna get that up hopefully this week. So everybody will uh, everybody will uh, need to just keep watching the social media and uh, tuning in for that because uh, it's a it's a pretty cool pretty cool little documentary mini documentary about um, me and Scotty Pippen. Um, real, real quick, man, we'll give a shout out to uh, Kimo. Kimo the Savage out there on the uh, on the comment. Uh, 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 Kimo uh, says um, in regards to Scotty Pippen, but he will always be in a conversation because of the championships. Though you can't mention the three peats without mentioning he and Jordan. For that, he will always be in the top ten. Church, thank you, thank you. Uh, that's my my, my boy, uh, Kurt Curtis. What's up, man? Um, <clears throat> shout out to Team Next Gen and the uh, local YMCA here. And uh, um, yeah, we don't have a, a really good record right now, but it's still a young season. Shout out to Next Team Next Gen. Uh, but yeah, man. So looks that's like that's true. But I don't think he'd be in the top ten conversation. Nah, <laughs> I think see. I think rings get overlooked. You know, I think his rings would be overlooked. We will see. We we will see. You know, Definitely see. Easy? Man, look at this, man. Um, looks like we out of time, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Um, it's time to take some lives, take some souls in this 2K. Uh y'all better watch out. What you playing on? Easy tell the people what you playing on out there. You play uh um, I'm playing on Xbox. I'm playing X on Xbox, Xbox One. You know, if you want that wreck, come holler at me. All capitals, OG freckles. I want yeah. that smoke. What up? Y'all go find them. Y'all go find them. Hey, Easy, tell them also about the Instagram, man. You know, you're doing the bartender thing out there. Oh, uh, yeah, man. Um, my life is, um, my life right now is I pour drinks for a living. You can catch me on IG. Um, easy, the bartender, all one word. Easy, E-E-Z-Y, the bartender. Yeah. Uh, Twitter, OG, OG Freckles 314. Yeah. Find me on Twitter. Snap, same thing. You know, hey, love. What about you? Uh, let's see. Um, so basically, where you can find me at, best place to find me at, is just do in the back of the class NBA podcast. I will lead a boring life outside of this. Um, so follow us on, you know, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Um, you can listen to us anywhere. Uh, you listen to podcasts. Um, download the Anchor app. It's real easy to get to us from there. Um, what else? Easy. We usually put up the podcast episodes on Tuesdays, but uh, we're going to start trying to make this thing right here where we film six o'clock on Mondays. And so you guys can keep tuning in uh, easy. Also, be, I forgot one thing, man. What, what are you going to watch for for this week, man? Tell the people what to look for, what you're going to be looking for this week in the uh, NBA. What I'm going to look for this week is my Brooklyn Nets. What are we going to do? Are we going to hit 500? Will the Brooklyn Nets be a 500 team before All-Star break? That's what I'm looking wow. for. Hey, wow. love, what about you, bro? Speak to the people. So what I'm going to be looking for is kind of not in regards to the NBA, but kind of sort of what I'm going to be looking for since we are going to be streaming and putting up, uh, you know, our faces that were made probably just for radio. Um, I'm going to be looking for endorsements. And one endorsement that I want to have is – 
Ding dongs, man. I love ding dongs. So ding dongs, if you are out there, I mean, it's no apocalypse. The wife was out there trying to get your boys some ding dongs. It was only one box. This is the last box. Ding dongs, let me know. Hit me up, man. A love. Uh, easy. Tell the people what you always tell them, man. Yo, man, me and my boy A love. Back in the day, coming up, we were two class clowns in the back of the class, cutting up. Now we two adults. Speaking our opinions on the NBA news and rumors, scores, everything. So this is easy. This your boy A Love. And this is in the back of the class NBA podcast. Peace. Peace.